introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. So I'm going to be honest, this week there is no interview at all. Uh, you probably figured that out by the title, for those of you that are astute to that type of thing, and read the title. Anyway, this week was a very uh, big week for me. I grew a lot as a person, and I'm going to try and be very politically correct this week, because it's just me for a couple of minutes on Minor Wisdom tried to do an interview this week where it was me, where Destiny Miller interviewed me. It was kind of her idea based on the actions from this week. And I'll try and be brief and be, again, politically correct about it and not burn more bridges or make the water under the bridge evaporate to make it a dry creek, which is kind of where this is going. But uh, this week, Monday and Tuesday, I hosted Zone A and B of UIL One Act Play, and then yesterday as I record this, this is Sunday morning, this is a fresh wound, yesterday I hosted District. So within six days, we hosted at, at my school two zones and one district, and I do enjoy hosting. I actually really enjoy it because I'm in control, and according to my therapist, I like that stuff. So, it was a big week. Uh, the only people that it was kind of taxing on are my students because they are there the same amount of hours that I'm there, and I had a few that did every single contest. So that's a big deal, and I really appreciate those hardworking students. Those are the type of people that you want to have on a team. Um, I told one of my students yesterday, if you are a good hard worker, you don't realize you're working hard and you just do it. And that's true, I think, because uh, one of the kids that actually won the Tech Award yesterday, or one of the Tech Awards yesterday, and yes, I know how that works, uh, but one of the kids that won yesterday, uh, I thought deserved it immensely because he's one of those kids. He just keeps going. He just doesn't stop, and he doesn't even realize that he's working hard. And I love that. I love that in a person, uh, especially a student, adults, it's obviously neat as well. Uh, so that's not why I wanted to talk. Uh, after one of the zones, I tweeted a tweet saying that uh, it should be an expectation that if three out of four schools advance, that you walk into the contest thinking you're going to advance. And I, I do believe that. I shouldn't have tweeted it because it upset quite a few people, and I completely understand why it upset some people. It was based on a celebration that I just didn't agree with as a person. Uh, I'm more of a muted celebration guy, you know, clap and stand and cheer and do all that kind of stuff. But um, I personally, for some reason, I was shook by the way uh, a celebration happened. And I went to the Twitter and was hypocritical because I went to an immature way of dealing with an adult situation that I should have dealt with as an adult. And I learned from that. And uh, I apologized to all parties involved. I apologized to more than all the parties involved. There were people that were confused as to why they were receiving an apology. And uh, it is it is behind me now. It is something that I've learned not to do. Although I knew before, hey, don't tweet horrible things. 
I've known that, but I personally didn't feel like it was horrible. I felt like it was a lesson. And um, then one of the directors explained to me, you know, when your your school, your kids, your your directors are not used to hearing your name called, no matter the level, it's exciting. And that really sort of made me realize that I was completely in the wrong. I obviously knew I was completely hypocritical, and that's... Uh, that is behind me and Twitter should be used for good and not for evil. Although quite a few people use it for evil and not me. I don't usually, I'm going to take a sip of coffee, ASMR. All right. And then yesterday uh, we didn't advance from district and let me tell you, and I believe I've said this multiple times on, on the podcast in the past 50 plus releases of a minor wisdom podcast. I was not raised with UIL one act play. I do not have this need, this desire, this fire inside my belly to be a one act play director. I understand the reason we do one act play. I'm not anti one act play. I just don't have the passion that quite a few directors have where they go out and they spend lots of money on making beautiful scenery, and they buy projectors, and they uh, do all this lighting, and just make the most beautiful show that they possibly can, spending months and months and months. Some people I know started way back in the fall semester uh, while doing, whilst doing a musical, you know, doing all this work for a, a play that could potentially only be shown once. And yes, I know you can do public performances, but you still have to pay copyright for those. You're potentially putting all this work into one production, one play, and I've never been passionate about that. I didn't go to a high school that competed. Again, I've said this before. So I wasn't raised in this world of competition, of, of, of theatrical competition. So I don't care. And my students, right or wrong, get that resonating off of me. It's not that I don't care about not putting on a great show. And I make sure to make that very clear to them. I'm not telling them out there to go out there and just shit the bed and, and embarrass themselves on stage. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just telling them that if we don't advance, we don't advance. And we left it all out there. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. But what also happened yesterday, and again, I'm going to be very careful about how I speak about this because friends that listened to this podcast were the catalyst for my feelings. What also happened yesterday is I felt that there were decisions made that were based on UIL politics. Now, in Thespians, at Texas Thespians, the adjudicators, the judges are told, if this person is good, if this character, this actor, if this student is good, advance them. Give them a superior because you assume that in six, seven months when they go to international festival, they're going to have worked on it to the point that they are now great. And that is how I felt yesterday went based on what advanced and the plays that advanced. Now, is that right or wrong? Have I been in an adjudicator's training for one act play? No. So maybe they are told a similar type of training, a similar type of uh, story, if a school looks as though they are going to be just stellar by the next level, then advance them. Now, do I think we should advance? No. This is not a 
uh, woe is me, petty pity, this is not a pity party for me. Uh, my students did an amazing job, but we didn't we didn't follow the UIL formula, and there is a formula. Uh, say what you will about it, Mr. Taylor, but there is a formula uh, that a lot of adjudicators look for. We did a somewhat satirical comedy of manners set in modern day British comedy called Smash, and I'm going to do a show. I'm a big believer. I'm going to do a show that I want to live with for weeks and months. I'm not going to do a show that is guaranteed almost an automatic uh, advancement in one-act play. Now, I don't always direct. This is only my third one-act play to direct ever in 10 years, but this was my best, and it was because I really enjoyed the show. It's also very topical. But my feeling last night, based on the ranks, uh, made me a little upset, made me uh, a little queasy in my stomach just because of the way that the decisions were made. And also just knowing from what happened at Zone to the way that the shows were seen at District and not much had changed. If anything, some things might have even gotten worse. And so it was confusing. It was perplexing. I am not saying anybody did anything wrong. I think that the schools that advanced will represent our district extremely well, and so I'm proud of that. One of those schools is actually dropping down to 5A next year, and they are going to be a freaking powerhouse. Um, and I, I think it's very cool. Even though I won't be there next year, I am excited to see where things are going with this district because the, the, the dichotomy has changed quite a bit. It's When I walked into this district... Um, my school, Dulles, had not done very well, and uh, some other schools had not done very well. Just look at Bush High School. They had not done very well, and now uh, they're considered to be one of the you know favorites. Whether they like it or not, it's a lot of pressure to be um, expected to continue on. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Now, I get also the pressure of people that are like, we never advance, but to be a school that is always expected to advance, you it's there's so much pressure I can see it with those kids there's it's not a cockiness with those kids when they shoot up out of their seats when they hear their name it is a relief to those kids and I know those kids very very well because I spent a lot of time there in the fall um, when they lost their technical director not to death he just left but when when they did not have a technical director, I helped those kids out, and they are hungry sons of bitches. I'll tell you what, those kids. But but it is a relief when they hear their name called because there's so much pressure now that uh, that they have these expectations that are somewhat unrealistic. Because if you think about it, uh, how many of you walk into a zone contest expecting to advance all the way to state? Not a lot. You, you should expect to advance the district. That's just an expectation. Um, you should. Uh, but to advance all the way to state, that's just unrealistic. You're, you're dumbing down 1,000 schools to eight. So it's, it, that's a tough one. But Bush is expected to go all the way every year now because they've been doing it the past few years. And that's hard. That's not easy to do. Um, so I get that. Anyway, enough about UIL. Uh, that's really all I got. The Tommy Toon Award nominees come out 
Um, it is March 8th today. They come out in two weeks. I'm excited to see that. Uh, and I'm sure I will have a follow-up podcast to what happens with that um, based on some other things, not uh, necessarily um, popular politics. But um, yeah, so there you go. Sorry that I didn't have an interview this week. Sorry it was my opinion. Sorry it was a soapbox. Uh, but hey, this is why I made Minor Wisdom originally. It was me just getting to talk because um, nobody likes to hear my voice more than me. And I'm okay admitting that because I do have a sexy voice. All right. Everybody have a great week. If you are on spring break, be careful out there. Um, seriously, be very careful. This coronavirus thing is no joke. And I know there's lots of hype saying that the news is overhyping it. The news overhypes everything. Um, there could be a, 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 an outbreak of hangnails and the news would, would overhype uh, how many hangnails people are getting. But for real, uh, be very careful. If you're going to the rodeo, uh, or as my daughter calls it, the radio, uh, then be careful out there as well. Just, just be washing your hands, people. Yesterday, sidebar, I was in the bathroom in between shows at district competition. And, uh, I was in there with a dude that didn't wash his hands and that's just gross. I know who he voted for. All right. Well, have a good week guys. Um, take care of yourselves and wash your damn hands.